you feel so much more powerful. You feel so much more confident. You sit differently. You walk differently. You talk differently. And it's about giving yourself the permission to feel that way. And then and yeah. I was like, shall I do it again? Shall I wear one of my dad's ties or my husband's tie? Sabrina, tell me, is should I dissuade me, please, or persuade me? Should I wear a tie? <laughs> should I wear a shirt and tie, Sabrina, or not? This is Rina Diptianabil and you're listening to the Sisterhood of a Mummy Imperfect, the podcast where my amazing and inspirational guests and I delve into different aspects of womanhood each and every week. This episode is all about style. It's about how fashion, clothes and accessories, even makeup can affect how you feel about yourself. It's about finding what works for your body shape and it's about feeling confident in your clothes. So if you know me, or you've seen me around, or you're familiar with my Instagram page, you'll know that I have two looks. Bare-faced, raggedy hair, gym chic, or full glam. Anything in between can be hit and miss for me, slightly questionable. So don't worry, I won't be the one giving any kind of advice today. My guest today is Sabrina Chima, who has her own personal styling service, where she not only teaches women how to dress, she helps them to take that power back from the media, society and family and helps them to dress for themselves so that they feel incredible every day in their own skin, in their own clothes. Sabrina, welcome to the Sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect. Hi, thank you so much for having me. That introduction was perfect. It literally sums up everything, everything that I do, everything that I stand for 100%. So Sabrina, how long have you been a personal stylist? For two years. So yeah, I started my business. Well, I've been qualified for about three years. Um, but I started up, I started my business in literally during lockdown, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so right at the beginning of lockdown, I kind of decided to just delve into it. I suppose I had the extra time. I wasn't commuting to my job. And I just thought, go for it. Like many people, loads of people did that. Yeah. During that time, yeah. You know what? Um I I looked at your Instagram feed and I saw one post the other day and you mentioned something about um some something about your mum something about your mum mm-hmm. and just how she didn't feel confident in her looks you know as and you uh-huh. noticed it growing up and it just made me feel a bit sad and I kind of felt a bit like I feel like South Asian families were for some reason and maybe mm-hmm. still are quite harsh on people about their looks like you know oh you know you look a bit 100%. overweight oh who does she think she is wearing this and you know or, or you're too dark or something's not right with you and it was a very it was it was kind of something that people were very vocal about do you think that that's kind of your mom fell into that kind of trap of hearing all this and believing it um I think she definitely fell into the trap of believing it now I mean well, like my mom's just absolutely gorgeous and I don't think she really had any there probably were direct comments occasionally but if I'm honest I feel like it was more so from what she'd soaked up from other people around her so you know when you're in those like you're in those circles of like you know Asian women auntie aunt stuff and everybody is you know they do that gossiping thing or like did you see what she was wearing like what did that suit look like and Mm -hmm. she shouldn't be wearing that color and I feel like almost you know, without realising, my mom fell into that trap of that gossip. And then with those conversations that were happening, she kind of took those ideas onto herself. And I think we all do that. I think even I've been a victim of that myself as well, in terms of thinking, oh, I can't wear that because of whatever reason, you know, like I'm too whatever to wear that. Like, you know, my boobs mm-hmm. too big. I can't do those things. And I can't show those things. I was actually having a conversation with a client recently and she was like, oh, no, I can't tuck my top in because I'm a bumblebee on show. And I was like, OK, like, that doesn't matter. That's fine. Mm. And I started to talk to her a little bit more about that and, and dig into it. And then I had a realisation myself that actually whenever I go to my grandparents' house, I make sure that, if you know, if I'm wearing skinny jeans or whatever, that I've got a long top on. And I think it's just these kind of messages that we're taught as we're growing up. You know, some things are to do with modesty, some things are to do with, like, judgment, whether it's weight or, like you said, skin colour and, mm. you know, even things like hair type and all those things they kind of those messages or those comments that are made about other people whether it's direct to you or not I think those things kind of soak into your mind and you you start to apply those things to yourself almost and victimize yourself create you know make yourself a victim of those things Mm. but I I kind of I felt 
a little bit with my mom as well that she'd maybe taken on certain things as well uh, about mm. what people said mm. maybe about her complexion and things and I I noticed that growing up and that's not nice and I didn't want my kids because I've got three daughters and I'm really conscious of the fact that yeah I don't want them to think oh no you know mommy's like oh no she's got like flab or something so she has to wear mm-hmm. like baggy things all the time or 100%. you know she's really embarrassed of herself or whatever so I, I just was really conscious and I never I make it a point never to talk about weight I talk about health right be healthy be yes. strong I make it a point never to talk about oh no fat thin or anything like that so but yeah you're, yeah. you're right we have to uh, free ourselves from all of that um yeah and- definitely you have to kind of you know, free yourself from those things. But I think what you're doing and, and what you've recognised with your daughters moving forward is amazing. We have to kind of recognise that these conversations aren't healthy and then we have to stop it. None of us feel good when someone makes that comment. Yeah. So if we feel like that on the receiving end, we need to kind of, you know, we kind of need to stop making those comments. We need to stop making those judgments. We can't carry on. Um, can't carry on with the gossiping I mean that's something that I really despise like you know talking about somebody and then judging them by their appearance as well that really it really does irk me but um, we have to stop that in order for our children to realize that because I mean the thought of my nieces and nephews feeling any type of way like you said about your daughters about their bodies or I mean you would never say to a baby or to a small child you can't wear that because you're whatever you would you know the thought alone is just distressing. So why do we do it, number one, to ourselves and to each other? It's just, it's it's mind-boggling. But yeah, it does sit with us to kind of change that. Is there this thing, though, that nowadays everybody wants to look like a certain, a certain look? There's a certain look, and it's that look which is always now on Instagram, everywhere. And it's kind of, you know, that kind of Kardashian type of look. Do you get what I mean? Is Is that the look that people are then going for? Yeah. I think, you know what, I think we all want to, um, but it's about my, the whole, I suppose my whole purpose and my the message behind what I'm trying to do is to convince people to not do that. And it's really difficult because the reality is, and I think that's one of the, one of the negative sides of social media in that sense. You know, when we were kind of growing up, we'd have magazines and stuff, but and the majority of our interaction with people was with real kind of humans, if you like, like real yeah. people, um, if that makes sense. Obviously, the people online are real people, too. But, you know, there's so much that goes into that, you know, whether that's surgery or whether it's um, cosmetics or filters, filters or, yeah, you know, exactly. editing or anything, all those things. Now, the the most interaction we have with other women comes on this kind of like this level of it's not real necessarily and then we start to compare ourselves with that you know 10 years ago when we were just kind of living life and going out if we were making any comparisons with ourselves we were at least comparing ourselves to real people that we could see we could touch physically they were there yeah exactly but now it's like oh she looks like this through a screen I was actually I saw a dress yesterday that I really wanted to buy and I was like but I couldn't trust the picture I was like I don't know how this is going to look on me and I can't decide whether it's going to be right because it's that it's that level of trust again that's that's, that's kind of broken now, I suppose. Yeah. But you just don't you just don't know. But we are comparing ourselves to this. It's an unattainable ideal of beauty because it's not real. <laughs> and always we can't get there. And this kind of like you know you got to look perfect all the time. All the time, makeup's got to be on mm. point. Contouring's got to be on point. Um, eyeshadow's got to be on point. And the fact that you know we're gonna wear different outfits everywhere and stuff. Like, who the hell can afford all these different outfits? Like, what normal people can? And like, me and my friends laugh about no. it. When we were at uni and used to go out all the time, we used to like slap on some random glittery eyeshadow, probably with our fingers, yeah. and uh, a random lip gloss. And wear clothes that we thought were nice and just go out. And yeah. probably did make passion mistakes, but it, they weren't documented. And we didn't no, know. Okay, you know what? Magazines, that's it. Yeah, th- that's that's something that I've just like realised now after you've said that. It's so true. We were never documented. We could just go out, have a good time. And if there was a camera there, fine. But those pictures were there for us to look back at and go, oh, that yeah. was such a good night, rather than oh my god do I look okay and are people going to judge me and I think oh you've just you've just opened up a whole new like area of my brain I feel like I've got so many like thoughts going on like that's so it's so interesting because you're right yeah we're not being we weren't 
documented then and now we feel because we are documenting things we need to prove almost that we are looking good and things like that and I try and make a real point on my Instagram you know if I'm if I'm having a day where I feel like I want to use a filter I make sure that I say that you know people will compliment me like oh my god you look amazing I'm like no 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 I'm using a filter right now um but also I mean I mean I don't have makeup on now and I will go onto Instagram if I'm on my stories and stuff and show that yeah I am I'm I don't wear makeup every day because you know, I'm sitting in my, I'm sitting in my house. Like, why would I put makeup on? And I don't like the feel of it on my skin and all these things. It's not realistic. And then you mentioned clothes. Who can have a new outfit every day? They can't. And again, if you go onto my Instagram and see um, a lot of my videos, a lot of them are to do with how can I wear this item in five, six different ways to yeah. five, six different places? Because I mean, there's a whole load of things around that. Number one, the cost. Number two, environmental impact. Mm. And yeah, number three, like you go and buy something, you know, you don't go buy a new toaster every time somebody new comes to your house or some, every time somebody comes over, you don't, you don't do that or buy a new sofa for it. Like you don't, that's just not normal. And yeah, I've bought these jeans and I'm going to wear them over and over again. Yeah. Sometimes we want to look a little bit different and that's why, you know, how to wear things in different ways is great for our own kind of just self-esteem and just feeling a little bit more fresh. Um, but in terms of you can't wear a new outfit every day, it does it does baffle me because, you know, we're talking about social media. Most influencers, they do have um, something new all the time. I actually get one of the most popular questions I get is, you know, where where did you get that from? Where did you get that from? And a lot of the time I don't tag things because, you know, I probably had these jeans since I was about 25, you know, like I've had these jeans for ages. I'm I, they're not new. So if I tag them, what's the point? You can't go and search for them. Um but yeah, like it's almost as if people expect that everything I wear is brand yeah. new, yeah. but it's not. I can guarantee, guarantee you it's not. I was going to ask you as well, which is something that you just mentioned about sustainability, because yeah. that's a, a big thing that everyone's talking about now. And I've just been thinking about it more uh, from last year because um, I had a I did a podcast with somebody, a designer, and it was all about fast fashion and how bad it is. And so <laughs> the fact that sustainability in clothing is something that we should be thinking about now does it does it mean sh- just shopping less does it mean buying less and using our yeah. ideas is, is that what we should be doing yeah yeah I would say so so I mean there's loads of different things you can be doing to be sustainable with your fashion so the first one you know shopping with sustainable brands um you know a lot of I mean it's so cool nowadays with the technology that you can they can create dresses out of like old plastic bottles which I find just amazing beyond my mind but that can sometimes be a bit pricey so for people who maybe don't have such a massive budget, I would just do little hacks like, you know, finding out, finding different ways of wearing that one item. I think the most effective thing that you can do, though, is buy the right thing for you. So that's the right thing for your body, mm. the right thing for your lifestyle and the right thing for your personality. The worst thing you can do is buy something that you saw on somebody else because it looks really nice, because the reality is, their bum isn't the same shape as yours um you know they're not maybe having to kneel down on the floor with their kids because their kids are a bit older they you know they don't like wide leg but they prefer skinny so it might look good on them but it doesn't work for you so the most important thing I would say is to just make sure that you're shopping mindfully with you in mind so just yeah what does what's going to work on my shape what's going to work my life and you know what's my criteria for this new pair of jeans that I'm going to get and then that is a true investment I think sometimes people think that you know it's a misconception that we've kind of been encouraged to believe over a while is that you know invest in a good quality pair of jeans that are expensive so go to a top brand that are expensive and yeah I mean the materials they use probably will last a bit longer and I'm not I'm not doubting that at all but just the most important thing is that they work for you because if the, I mean I've had a pair of Primark jeans that have that I bought probably three years ago they were 13 pounds I still wear them now they look great on my shape they're still in good quality I mean I don't I don't have children so I'm not on the floor kind of you know I don't have to think about those kinds of things but yeah. um I have you know intolerances so I need to think about my tummy and when it's going to expand and bloat and all those kinds of things oh my, those oh jeans work for me I'm so, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I actually yeah. feel like there's certain clothes in my wardrobe that I need to keep for the bloating days, like before the period. Yeah. Like every single month, I feel like it's a shock <laughs> to me. Like, oh my God, what's happening to me? Why am I so bloated around the middle and everything's looking horrible? Like it's every month. And then I think, okay, girl, calm down. It's because you're going to be on your period. 
that's why it's not mm-hmm. because you've been pigging out or it's all like everything's all <laughs> over and whatever but there are certain clothes that are, I you know you feel more comfortable wearing clothes that obviously are a bit looser around the stomach area around yeah. those days and, right yeah and that's the easiest way to be sustainable is to have those items I mean with the whole bloating thing I always suggest as well if you're somebody whose weight fluctuates or if you do have an issue where you bloat significantly mm-hmm. have two sizes of things in your wardrobe so I'll have like a size 12 and a size 14 in like the in the key items not in everything obviously again who's got the money who's got the time for that mm-hmm. but I will you know with my jeans I've got a size 12 and my favorite jeans that work for me work for my shape go with most of my wardrobe I wear the hell out of them. I've got a size 12 and a size 14, depending on what my tummy is doing that day, depending on what my body needs that day. Because um, yeah, sometimes we need a little bit of extra space and there's no harm in that. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. Mm. No, yeah, totally. Um, so let's just talk a little bit about body shapes, like what looks good on different body shapes, because I'll be honest, like I feel like my figure, and I'm not saying this to get the violins out or anything like that. I'm okay yeah. with this, but I kind of resemble SpongeBob SquarePants. As in, I don't, as in, look, I'm kind of, I'm in shape, right? And I, I work out and stuff and I eat healthy, uh-huh. but I don't have a nipped in waist or, you know, a big bum or anything. I'm quite straight up and down. SpongeBob SquarePants, right? What am I supposed <laughs> to be wearing? And is it all about, you know, you hear this thing of, oh, you need to create the illusion of a waist. Is that what I'm supposed to be doing? If you want to, like literally this is what, so again, with all the misconceptions online, um, on the TV even, and yeah, mostly on kind of like social media, we do have this feeling. I don't remember, like in the 90s, it was kind of like your rectangle body shape, tall, slim, really slim women were kind of in fashion. And everybody else felt like they weren't. And I think that's, you know, going back to what we were talking about before with my mom. My mom is a five foot three Asian lady with wide hips you know, like most of us Asian women, mm. but she felt like, oh my God, I don't look like, you know, Kate Moss or Naomi Campbell, but mm-hmm. that's okay because we're not supposed yeah. to. Most women look like us, right? Um, so it's kind of like, we have in society these trends. I mean, recently you visit in the Kim Kardashian trend, big boobs, tiny waist, big bum. Yeah. And great if you have that shape, but what happens when the next one comes in? Am I only going to be in fashion during my 20s? And then when it comes to 50, I'm not, not in fashion anymore. My body that God gave me that was created, you know, to do all these other things in life is not in anymore. Like it's just, it baffles me entirely. So the first thing I want to say is that body shapes aren't you know there's no trends there's that we should we need to kind of eliminate that altogether and definitely try and ignore it um but then you just kind of dress for whatever makes you feel comfortable really if you want to create the illusion of a waist then go ahead and do that if you want to minimize your bust because you're quite conscious of it go ahead and do that that's kind of what my whole personal styling service is about like yes I'm going to teach you how to dress for your body shape but essentially what I do is I assess your shape find out what shape you are But I do a really important exercise at the beginning, which is how do you feel about your body? What are your favorite parts? What are the things that kind of get in your way and you struggle with? And a lot of the time I'll go through this list of different body parts and I will say to the say to the client, you know, how many things do you think you would classify as your best assets? And they will say, oh, none or maybe one or two. But no, I can't think of anything. I could tell you all the things that I hate. And I'm like, no, 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 come on. And then we we talk through things. And then by the end of it, they realize that actually 75 or above percent of their body they're actually fine with but that 10 maybe 20 30 percent of things of parts of their body they focus on those areas so much that that's the only thing they think about so when you know when I think about my body I just think about my tummy or my arms or my legs or whatever it is Mm. but actually I'm really happy with the rest of my body Mm. but we forget to look at those things that's so important, Sabrina, to, to actually realise that it's only like 10% really yeah. deep down that we're not happy with because you're yeah. so right. We focus on that and we're like, oh my God, oh, why can't I just have a flat stomach? With me, like, I've had three children and I didn't even have a flat stomach to start with anyway. So now I that's my eyes go to that. Why do they yeah. go to that? I've got other yeah. things going on that I'm happy with. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, it's just about changing that dialogue and that narrative within your and directing the attention elsewhere. So I always say, acknowledge acknowledge that area so acknowledge your tummy because your feelings are valid because at the end of the day you are being bombarded with messages that are telling you that 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 you know that tummy area is not okay Mm. the reality is it is okay but you're gonna still feel a little bit 
upset about that because of the messages you're sending. So acknowledge your feelings, but then change the conversation in your mind. Go, okay, yeah, I'm not happy with that tummy area, but oh my God, look at my boobs. They're amazing. And oh my God, my arms, my hair is looking so good today. Changing that conversation and realizing this, your eyes going to go elsewhere. And that's what, that's what sets my um, sessions apart. I think I, I look at your shape, you know, in a techno technical way, like this is your shape and that's the kind of shape that you are and that's what you should be doing but I always ask the client what do you like and what do you feel conscious of and mm. then I try and marry the two together so it's all about showing off what you have and showing off what you want to show off and it's almost like taking control of the way you want to be perceived so I'll use myself as an example so I'm an hourglass figure shape and you know this, this is the kind of this is what you're supposed to do but actually, I'm not comfortable doing those things. I'm really conscious of my bust. So I do everything I can using my clothes to try and just take the attention elsewhere. And I'll try and put the attention on the bottom half of my body because I'm far more confident with that. So that's so I don't necessarily dress like a typical hourglass shape should in inverted commas. It's what do I feel comfortable in? How do I want to show my body? And also it's about taking control in different scenarios. So I might be OK with being busty on a date night with my husband. But if I'm going to my grandparents' house, for example, I don't want to look too busty. Like, I'm quite happy being yeah. a bit more modest or whatever's required. Hey, listen, I couldn't, I couldn't even wear sleeveless in front of my grandma. My grandma in India, she was always like, oh, gosh, like, cover, your, cover your shoulders. What are you doing? So, yeah, I, I, I get yeah. it. But you're, but yeah. you know, like you're saying mm-hmm. you're not that comfortable, for example, like, you know, you're showing off all the areas of your hourglass figure that's a mm-hmm. lot of people's ideal figures and it's uh of the moment you know it's yeah. what everybody's aiming for right mm-hmm. yeah it is because it's on trend which is just so so silly yeah. it's just it's not to me yeah no it, re- it really bothers me that body shapes can be because every single woman is beautiful and we're all created yeah. for so much more than our body shape there's so much more to us we've got so much more to offer um but you know if you want to create the illusion of an hourglass shape there's loads of things that you can do with your clothes you know um so for example so you were saying you've kind of got this more rectangular kind of shape body you just kind of still find the smallest part of your torso and bring the attention there and then maybe build a bit more curve on the top or build a bit more curve on the bottom using different fabrics or you know a puff sleeve and then a pleated skirt with a belt around the waist that's going to create the illusion of an hourglass figure on a rectangle shaped Mm. um, figure or an apple shaped figure for example you know for an apple shape you'd be bringing the 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 nipped in bit the waist bit a bit higher Mm because that's where you're smallest but you know, it all depends on the shape that you are. And, and these illusions can be created. But I think that my main messaging is kind of love who you are. And then, yeah, if you still want to make little adjustments here and there using your clothes, you can, um, you know, depending on where you're going and what you want to achieve. That is actually really refreshing for a stylist to say, not like, right, <laughs> that's it. We need to create the illusion of our hourglass. I know you're really not, you know, but yeah. so it's really refreshing for to hear that from you. Um, mm. So one thing I want to say, though, mom jeans right so okay so <laughs> Gen Z has said you know skinny jeans are a no side party yeah. are no <laughs> you wear both of them but like yeah. now they have the whole baggier jean thing right I want to wear these jeans I look at them on other people and I'm like oh they look really nice and I I do have one pair of mm. mom jeans and really they don't do anything for my bum like if I'm honest skinny jeans yeah. make my bum look decent like I just I'm I'm, I'm like do they do anything for anybody's bum? I just don't, I don't get it. Like the whole baggy jean thing and stuff. I don't, I just don't know. Well, it's again, it depends on you and your, your shape, what you want to achieve. Some people aren't too fussed about it. So they carry on. Some people are, in which case go mm. for your skinny jeans, ignore this whole trend thing. The reality is, okay, we go, we say, you know, Gen Z or whatever, and they say this and <laughs> but I mean, are we that age? We're not that age. We don't want to, we don't want to look like teenagers, right? Like we don't want to look the way way we did when we were 18, surely, because when we were 18, we were children. And we are so happy for ourselves to change, our lives to change, our personalities to change, our mindset to change in you know 10, 20 years. But God forbid our body changes. Like it's insane if you think about it. Um, so with, in terms of the jeans, if you want to wear skinny jeans, you wear those skinny jeans because if they make you feel good. And if, and to be fair, with some body shapes, they look better. So the body shape that you've described to me, I'm, I'm assuming that I would say skinny jeans probably would look better because I'm assuming you've got some really great legs on you from the shape that you've described. 
So wearing skinny jeans, now skinny jeans on me, not so great mm. because I look short and they just do all kinds of things I don't want. Mom jeans, love them. They work a treat on me. Mm. They're the ones that I prefer. But yeah, not everybody does. And that's okay. And that's not to say I still, I don't still wear my skinny jeans. Of course I do. I wear them all the time. Don't fall too much. I suppose this is just a message for everybody. Don't fall too much into the trends thing because the people making the trends are usually designers who want to sell their clothes. So they've got a whole different agenda or they're teeny boppers and we're not teeny boppers. We're women. So we want to look like women. That so is go for it. Do what you got to do. Very good point. A very good point. Um, and this whole thing about we're women, right? So, you know, we talked a little bit about different trends and I mean, different styles for different body shapes, but then what about age? Like, you know, that whole thing, how many times have you heard someone say, I'm too old to wear that? My yeah. friends, my friends, early forties are now saying things to me. Am I too old to wear that? I'm like, shut up, please. Mm-hmm. Shut yeah. up. It's insane. The reality is, again, we kind of, so yeah, in one sense, we don't want to dress like, like teenagers because- we're not teenagers anymore. But I think that comes with maturity and a different kind of preference. Mm-hmm. I know that I don't I don't want to wear the things that I wore when I was 18 because if I'm honest, I'll be cold and I don't want to be cold. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of like a lifestyle age maturity thing. But when in terms of being too old to kind of wear something, I just think it's just a no. Like there's never anything, you know, if you if you wear something that you feel comfortable in and you feel confident in, that's going to show, that's going to show in your face and you're going to be able to carry that off. Mm. If you feel that you're too old for something, that lack of confidence is going to come across. Yeah. People are going to be like, oh, she looks too, you know. I mean, there is a line, you know, we, we, we see Madonna doing all these crazy things and wearing these crazy outfits. And I think that there is a line to a certain point, but, um, you know, with some of these outfits, I wouldn't even think they're appropriate for an 18 year old, let alone anybody really in, in some of the scenarios, but generally, I mean, yeah. So I'm trying to think of an example of when I've heard of a, an older late, an old lady or like um, a more mature lady or a lady, literally I say older, I mean, past the age of 30, because that's when we start to think we're old, which we're not. But um, I think that's another thing, you know, with the media and everything, it's almost like when you get to the age of 30, like that's it, you don't exist anymore. Like the fashion world doesn't apply to you, but that's just not true. Like it's just not true at all. Um, So I think it's a case of just go with what you're comfortable in, what works for you and your lifestyle. There's nothing that you can't do. Um, And if you are unsure, then, you know, get the, get the opinion of somebody else. You know, I'm like, I'm a personal stylist. You can always come and ask and, and say, okay, I've got this. I feel like they're too young. Maybe it's because you've got the idea. Maybe it's because you've, you've only ever seen that item on a young person and they're styling it in a way that's young because that's appropriate for them. And so it's just a matter of kind of seeing, um, you know, a more mature lady wearing it and then getting those kind of ideas from them. Do you know, there are so many influencers and, people on social media I mean they're kind of hidden and we don't see them so much but ladies that are in their 40s 50s that are on social media showing off how they wear outfits I follow most of them because I think they're really cool and I'm like oh I'd like to wear that outfit I use them for inspiration despite them being 10 20 years older than me I think they're really cool and I want to dress that way so it's kind of the good thing about social media is flipping that narrative on its head that age doesn't matter it doesn't make a difference at all I mean, I follow some people who dress really nice, dress sexy, and they'll they'll they haven't got a flat stomach, and they're like, I don't care, my fupa is out and free, and you know I'm confident with it, and so and that's nice to see as well. And also, you know, like with the older lady thing, like recently I've been watching and just like that, um, so the Sex in the City spin off, yes, 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 and and that's nice as well. Like even though I'm not like, you know, it's not like the greatest storyline ever, but I think it's really nice to see them like they were stylish you know back in the day and they still are like you know they're like in their 50s now and they look amazing and they're still wearing things that are like um just out there and and vibrant and that's really nice to see not that we have to just turn into some uh, invisible people wearing the most boring things on earth 
Yeah, and, and that's another good thing that I think is happening more recently is seeing these women in these positions and, and having programs like that. It is refreshing to see that, you know, life doesn't end at the age of 40 or 50 or, you know, when you've had a baby. It, life doesn't end there. You're still a human being and you've still got a purpose and you've still got a place in yeah. the world. You, you've still got an identity. You've still got a life to live. Um, in fact, you've got the majority of your life still to live. So to just see women in that position and say, oh, okay, like you're not playing the part of a grandma. You're not playing the part of a mom or whatever. You're just playing you as a person because you alone are valid. It's really, really refreshing, really lovely. And yeah, I mean, I've been looking at those pictures thinking, oh, I won't mind that skirt, I won't mind that. Like yeah. they're gorgeous. Those outfits are brilliant. Yeah, one thing I saw Carrie wearing in one of the episodes so she had this um shirt on and then a, a blazer I think it was she was wearing a trouser suit and she had a tie on with it and I was like oh because I back in the day I used to wear ties my dad's ties sometimes with shirts and my sister used to do it as well one of my sisters yeah. that we thought we were like really stylish because we used to wear my dad's ties we used to be yeah. quite experimental with fashion <laughs> stuff. and then and yeah. I was like shall I do it again shall I wear one of my dad's ties or my husband's tie Sabrina, tell me, is should I dissuade me, please, or persuade me? Should I wear a tie? <laughs> should I wear a shirt and tie, Sabrina, or not? <laughs> yeah, you. I was gonna go down the persuasion route until you said you dissuade me. I was like, dissuade okay, me um, or persuade me? Yay or nay? Shall I wear a shirt and tie? Go for it. Try it. I, I said definitely try it. Try it in the comfort of your own house, your <laughs> yeah. own space, your own bedroom. And if you feel good, if you think. I look so cool, then wear it out, wear it out and just be confident in that decision. And again, like I said before, if you feel confident, it will exude, come out of your face and mm. people will, people won't even question it because, I mean, we didn't question Carrie in, in and you know, we didn't question her in that program. We don't question Beyonce when she's wearing outfits. We just take it for what it is because they wear it with such confidence that you think, yeah, yeah they must be right. They must be right. It's fine. So I, and, and that's something that I want to say to everybody as well, is that if you're ever a bit worried about trying something, don't think, oh, no, forget it. I won't bother. Try it. But try it at home in the comfort of your own room. Yeah. You can shut the door, put it on. We can, you know, we've got all these online shops now. Just order it, take it upstairs privately, close the door. The only person who needs to see you in it until you're sure is you so you can do that nobody's gonna know nobody on your social media nobody in your family just you and yourself try it on if you like it try it on with loads of different things from your wardrobe it's okay you don't need to feel embarrassed in front of yourself and then if you love it wear it out if you're still a little bit hesitant then I would say wear it in front of people who are your supporters people who always encourage you and won't put you down wear it in front of those people and then gradually you'll start to feel so confident in it that you can wear it around the auntie who are going to say ah oh, there you know what I mean yeah so you know start small and be gradual with that but don't ever stop yourself from doing anything try everything try everything that's what I would say yeah and and this whole thing wear it in front of your supporters because like I told you me and my sister used to wear like quite yeah. random things and customize stuff as well and because we'd be like, oh, that's really great. And we'd love it. And then other people would be like, oh, you look really good. By the time we'd wore it, worn it in front of the whole world, we didn't care anymore. We were at the point where we didn't yeah. care anymore because we were like, no, I'm wearing this. And and I think, I mean, to be fair, I have had some fashion fails. I'm not going to lie. And I think, <laughs> and I don't actually care because I, this is what I think to myself. I'm, I'm actually thinking, do you know what? I'm not, I don't think I'm ever going to be too old to make a fashion faux pas. I'm not. And I don't, care because it means that I'm not stuck in a rut and I'm not being boring at least so but one of the things that I'm not going to do again yeah. is um in the 90s in the late 90s I embraced brown right so I would yeah. I was literally head to toe in brown and now over the last couple of years when I've seen brown clothes coming out I'm like no no I can't go there again I'm not <laughs> doing that whole thing I literally was like 50 shades of brown head to toe yeah oh, to like skin head uh, skin, <laughs> hair coat you know top everything and now I'm like I'm gonna leave brown alone because I can't I can't go there again um, one thing so traumatized from it I, I'm traumatized from it yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think I'm just I'm past that now but however uh I, I am thinking about um boot cut jeans again because boot cut yeah. jeans were like you know they were the jeans like when I was yeah. younger uh, and I'm thinking do you know what I, I I've thought nah never again but now I'm like 
mom jeans maybe not for me because I don't know what my my bum just kind of like yeah I don't it just looks saggy and weird and and it comes alive in yeah. the right so I'm like no but now I'm thinking maybe boot cut some kind of flares that might be the way forward yeah yeah definitely I mean they're definitely on trend at the moment and like I said before I don't I don't buy too much into trends I kind of go with what works for you what do you like mm. when the trends come out, I mean we always want a bit of a refresh every season don't we I think everybody wants something just one thing that's yeah. new maybe and what I would always say in terms of trends is to have a look at what's out there have a look at all the trends that are, are out there there's usually about there's usually at least 10 right then pick the ones that work for you so you don't need to buy every single one of those trends and you don't need to buy something because someone else thinks it's cool or whatever look at them all I always look at them and say okay what what works for me um you know color wise or shape wise so bootcut jeans are really in at the moment they're going to work well on your shape so and and if they work well for your lifestyle and your personality then yeah buy them if you're just like oh bootcut jeans are in I'm gonna buy them but you don't like them Mm. don't buy them or if they don't work for your lifestyle then don't go for them if skinny jeans or mom jeans are better so flares are in and I think they look really cool but I know that I prefer wide leg jeans and I know that I prefer sorry mom jeans so I'm gonna stick with those and just admire the flares Mm -hmm. instead um so yeah, but in terms of fashion faux pas, I think I agree with you. It means it means that you haven't played it safe. You've definitely experimented and you've tried and you've lived as a result. You've lived by wearing those crazy things and yeah. having a great time and being free almost because yeah, being able to experiment with fashion, wear whatever color you want or be a bit wild. It is like freedom. It's just like, oh, this is so exciting. You can just whack anything on. So I think that's a real good point. And also when we do look back and think about our fashion faux pas, they were actually really on trend at the time. Um, so that's, and that's another thing I think you need to consider with trends as well. Remember that this isn't a timeless piece that's going to last you a long time. If you do want to play around with trends, then like I said, I would pick one or two that work for you and then don't spend too much on them. So, you know, I, like what I'll try and do is if it's a trend um, and I know that it's not going to last very long, you know, it's probably going to be in just for this summer, I will go to Primark or I'll go to shops that are going to sell it for a little bit cheaper because I know I'm only going to be able to wear it this year. I'm not going to be able to wear it again. And if I do, I'll need to think of different ways, maybe attach it to something else or sew it in a different way or keep it in my holiday wardrobe. So I'll pay a little bit less for those things. Um, Sorry, I know I've just gone off on a tangent there, but I was like, oh, trends, let me give as much, as many tips as I can. Because one of the things I wanted to ask you though, like I know you're saying, you know, do what works for you, but, but talking about trends, you know, I know we're still all wrapped up in winter wear at the moment because yeah. it's freezing, but spring is on the way. So what what is what are the trends for spring and summer? What are the key trends? I think there's going to be well, so there'll obviously be an, an array of things, but I think the ones that people can kind of play with will be so first of all, colours. So I think they're going to be quite bright, going to have a lot of pastels during spring and then bright kind of um, bold colours during the summertime. So, you know, pinks, greens, blues, um, which I'm really excited about because I do. I don't wear a lot of colour, but I love looking at people who are wearing colour. I love it. That looks so nice. Literally. I mean, having said that, I'm quite monochrome today, which is why I put a bright Mm. lipstick on. But um, that's that's my own personal rule. Like if I if I do wear kind of like muted colours or monochrome, I always have to have a a bright lipstick. I just can't cope with it. But that's a good, that's good. Yeah. So colour. Yeah, and then um platform. So okay, so a lot of ladies no longer like heels. And I completely, I'm there with you, 1 yep. million percent. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the, my alternative, because sometimes you do still want that elevation and feel that femininity. Yeah. They make you feel different. Um, I usually go for block heels, but I've also recently invested in some platforms. And oh my God, they were the, they're the best things ever. Number one, I've got height, which is great because I'm 5'3". So any height will do, I'm happy with it. Um, but also, yeah, I've got this feeling of like, oh, I'm wearing heels, but really they're platforms and they feel really comfortable. And I actually bought them under a lenga as well, which is hilarious because they don't, they, they still look quite sporty, but I wore them under a lenga because like, oh, I want to dance, but no one can see. So it's yeah. fine. And I did have the best time, the best dance. Next day, legs weren't hurting at all. So it was perfect. Um but yeah, platforms are going to be great. And they kind of, they work for most people too. I think if you've got more of a delicate petite frame, then you might want to consider a smaller platform or maybe sticking with a heel. But mm-hmm. anybody who's got any kind of curve on their body, then yeah, platforms are going to be great. And then I think, so obviously through lockdown, we've had this kind of like trend of lo- of, of loungewear. And I think that's probably because most of us are working from home. Yeah. Um, I think loungewear looks is going to be, it's already started to become a thing, but I think that's going to carry itself through. So maybe just, you know, a shorts and vest variety kind of thing instead. Mm. Um, But definitely kind of elevating the loungewear look is definitely going to be a thing because 
you know I think working from home is, is part of life now isn't it yeah exactly exactly and then you're not going to want your heels and stuff are you so no no okay okay um so you mentioned Lengars there right so I was going to ask you also about South Asian fashion and you know like being yeah. South Asian it's kind of like you have to have two wardrobes right and yeah. then you, you know you you might want to be like properly on point with both of them and that's a lot of a uh, time and money that would go into yeah. keeping on trend I mean how, how what's the best way and most cost-effective way to kind of balance that you know what I mean like being on trend with yeah. these things and, and maintaining those two wardrobes the, the eastern and western again it kind of depends on your personality um you know if you're kind of really into your traditional loud kind of really embroidered pieces mm-hmm. then I think you know you are going to need to have kind of like a bit of a separation like you know Asian wardrobe and then western wardrobe but if you're kind of in between and you don't mind kind of experimenting what I find to be really useful is buying things that kind of overlap and can be worn across the cultures so I will buy like I'll buy a maxi skirt that's got maybe a bit of foil print on there so it's still got that gold it's still got that shimmer it still looks you know like it could pass as something Indian um Mm. but you know, and I'll wear it with a, a sari blouse or a, a lenga blouse or something, and then I'll put my chunni on with it, and that's fine. I put my bindi and everything on. I've made it Asian, but then I will wear that skirt with a with a white shirt, and I'll wear it out to dinner with my with my husband, or I'll wear it to um, you know a garden party or something. So just kind of going working across the cultures. There are a few brands out there now that kind of do those single mm. pieces. So you know, a crop top that you can wear with your jeans, but you can also pop it with a, a lenga skirt and you're going to be able to get multi-wear out of it. Um I think that's probably the most cost effective way of doing things. Um I've actually got a lordy party this weekend and I'm literally wearing the dress that I wore on my birthday, which was like a velvet midi dress. It's got a big split up the side. So okay. I'm going to put leggings on underneath, which is going to be my pajama. And yeah. then I ordered like a, a floral cotton scarf off Amazon. That's my that's my Judy Dad pajama suit for the weekend oh, sorted. Okay. But I can wear the leggings separately. I can wear that black dress separately, and I can wear that scarf separately, all with my English clothes as well. So it's just about kind of yeah. like yeah, crossing things over and and just seeing what you can do and get away with. But then obviously sometimes you know a sari, I just don't know how I would move that into the English kind of realm. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely doable. Um, one thing that. I've started doing and one of my sisters we, we've kind of started doing it with saris is that uh, we've got a lot of my um, like two of my grandma's old saris and yeah. so and because they're like timeless you know those silk timeless yeah. pieces so um, we'll kind of like put it with like a kind of like a backless blouse or something just to make it a little bit sexier and bring it to yeah. the modern age and because mm-hmm. you know it's not something they're pieces that are, they were expensive back in the day. They've lasted well and they're yeah. just a little bit different from what everybody else is wearing. So I find that that works quite well because then you don't have to be yeah. on trend all the time. You just get your grandma sari out, which is like... Yeah, get those grandma. timeless pieces. Yeah, you got the mixing and matching thing. You're getting those timeless pieces, like kind of almost like... Re- yeah, I suppose it is recycling, isn't it? Just kind of yeah. re-wearing those things because they had them. They're gorgeous. They're still in good condition. So why not wear them? And the good thing with our kind of like Indian clothes as well, because they usually have a lot of material in them, is they're very easy to adjust. So me and my mom swap outfits all the time, but also mixing and matching your own things. So taking um, taking a, a jugga from one outfit and a salvar from another and kind of mixing it with others and just kind of pulling the colours out and moving things around. But another thing that I found to be useful is to invest in a few basic and um, kind of neutral blouses yeah. that I can then wear with that sari I can wear with every single sari every single lenga skirt but now I've got now with that lenga I've got two outfits I've got two saris everything is multiplied because I've got that extra blouse that's plain but it works with everything um so yeah there's loads there's loads of little tips and tricks out there mm. for sure I, I feel like patiala salvar suits are kind of timeless as well I mean yeah I'm kind of choosing to believe that because I really love them and they're so yeah. comfortable. And then, you know, you don't want to keep just buying new ones when you've got no. nice ones, right? Um, exactly. Yeah, uh, timeless suits Timeless suits is definitely a thing. Um, and then I was going to say something else completely left my mind now, but yeah, generally what we've, what we've spoken about, 
there's loads that with loads that we can do with our Asian clothes to kind of get the most out of them. Oh, what I was going to say was that actually Asian clothes are so flattering on our bodies. It's amazing. Like they're all just so flattering on, I mean, a sari will work on anybody. It doesn't matter what size, shape, anything. It's going to work on you. Generally, lenge tend to, anarchy suits do. Most, most Asian wear works fresh. Some things will work better than others, but generally they're so flattering. So the main thing to focus on when we're looking at our Asian clothes is just, is this me? Is this my personality? Looking at the colors and the embroidery is really important. Mm, yeah, really good points. Um, okay, so I just want to talk about fashion icons quickly. Who are your fashion icons? Oh, this is a bit like Indian or you know somebody who's not Indian. Hmm. Um, okay, so when I think about my Western clothes, there's always one person that I will always, if I ever need any inspiration, I just I'm just like, oh my god, I love the way she looks. I, just, I love everything about her, and that's Rochelle Humes. You might see her. She just used to be in the Saturdays, and she's yeah, sometimes yeah, on yeah. this morning yep. and um the hit list and all that I just I'm just literally obsessed with her like <laughs> a different level but her clothes her style is just so on point I mean she she does dabble in different types of styles um but she her main kind of style her color palette everything I really really love looking um towards her she has a different shape to me so I do kind of have to take inspiration but then add my own little twist to it so that it works for me yeah. but yeah generally I absolutely love her style um and then in terms of Asian clothes I don't really have an, a particular person who's an icon for me but just the Sabio Saatchi brand just I oh, am that's just, the dream right let's own yeah Saatchi is the dream <laughs> literally everything I love 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 everything he comes out with and I love the fact that it's I think it is very much my style in terms of the fact that it is it's those timeless prints mm-hmm. and he sometimes mixes it with like western styles and shapes and western patterns and prints and fabrics and I just for me for me that kind of it just brings together my world really like you know being born and raised in England but having a very Punjabi family and it just kind of the two meet together so where I feel a little bit uncomfortable in you know traditional Punjabi clothes because I feel so detached from that, it, it allows me the opportunity to kind of like mesh the two together and feel like there's a, something in between for me where I can look like a classic, gorgeous Indian woman, but still feel really comfortable in the fabrics and the prints mm. because they're things that I'm used to wearing yeah. on a day to day. Yeah, they are. No, they are really beautiful, his creations. Um, so, you know, we've obviously spoken a lot about clothes and fashion and stuff. And the last thing I wanted to say was, it this is deeper right like it's just not just about oh where put something on go outside and wear it how deep does it actually go the importance of clothes and fashion for us as women yeah I mean what you just said there hits the nail on the head I think there's this real like misconception that fashion clothes it's all very superficial and kind of shallow and we shouldn't really care about what we look like and to an extent I do agree I mean we should definitely care about who we are inside more than we'd care about who we are on the outside and I do think that it can be superficial and shallow if you're trying if you're dressing and choosing your clothes to impress somebody else then yeah I think that you know they've got a point you know when we're talking about those things but the reality is the way that we dress ourselves, the way that we present ourselves is the way that we treat ourselves. If we are not putting that effort into ourselves, then we're sending ourselves that message that we're not worth that much effort. We're not worth that much kind of time and creativity um, and attention, I suppose. And yeah, like, I mean, clothes as well. They are a, they're a reflection of how we're feeling, but they also impact the way we're feeling. And so there's this kind of like vicious cycle. So it's about kind of breaking that and just taking the time to think about what do I like? And taking that time to tell yourself, no, I deserve to look good and I deserve to feel good because I mean, the reality, I mean, it's a cliche saying, but you know, you look good, you feel good, but it's true. It's so true. If you look good and you look in the mirror and you think, oh god like yeah I've got it going on today like oh look, my bum looks amazing or you know this color really suits me if we if we're in that position we feel so much more powerful we stand differently we put yeah. our head up differently and 
we walk differently and then we feel like yeah I can get through that pile of ironing today or yeah I can go for that promotion tomorrow like you feel so much more powerful you feel so much more confident you sit differently you walk differently you talk differently and it's about giving yourself the permission to feel that way um and I think a loads of people will have felt this over lockdown I certainly did whereas I was used to getting up you know your morning routine is you you put your clothes on you do your makeup your hair you get in the car you go to work you you're used to seeing yourself at a certain level every day like you you look decent like you look wet like you know you've made a bit of an effort and then all of a sudden for that to go away and then I mean I know all of us I know every single one of us as soon as lockdown happened was it yay you don't have to wear a bra yay you don't have to put clothes on yay and we all embraced that and it was great but then after a few months when we haven't I mean we couldn't go out could we so we haven't seen ourselves make an effort for so many months and for some people that's lasted years now yeah and that has a massive knock on your confidence you start to think oh I don't look nice you start to read yourself this really negative self-deprecating script which is inevitable if you never see yourself in your best light and then when it comes to dressing up you put things on and and you're like oh just doesn't look right on me anymore because we're not used to seeing ourselves in that way or changes will have happened over the last few years that we weren't able to keep on top of because we've been up in our pajamas or our joggers for yeah. so long. Um, so yeah, the way we look and the way that we kind of dress ourselves and put that effort in, we don't need to wear a ball gown for us to look or feel incredible. It could just be that, you know, you've, you've put on, you know, a different pair of jeans today, or you've, even if you just put on your, some earrings with your joggers, like, just giving yourself that little bit of attention and that focus and that self-care is essentially what it is. It's self-care and it's self-love. Um, so yeah, definitely runs deeper than what we sometimes think it does. Sabrina, thank you so much for coming on. It's been so nice speaking to you. Um, it really has. And can you just give yourself a little plug? Like if people want to find out more about um, your personal styling service, how they can hire you and, you know, your, your looks and that kind of thing. Where's the best place for them to find out all this info? Yeah, of course. First of all, thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. I've really enjoyed it. But if anybody wants any extra support or just wants to send me a message, ask for some advice or have a look at what services I offer, um, they can find me on www.sabrinachima.co.uk or you can follow me on Instagram at Sabrina Chima or Facebook at Sabrina Chima Stylist. They're probably the best places to find me. Cool. Thank you so much. Um, it's Yeah, like I said, it's been amazing speaking to you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Do get in touch with Sabrina if you have any style questions, like she said. Get in touch with me if you have any other questions. Follow me on Instagram at Sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect or at Rina Diana Bill. I'm on Twitter at Rina Dipti. And also there is the Mommy Imperfect Facebook page. That is all from me and Sabrina. Until next time, have a good week. Bye. <laughs>